You are getting 100% Jody on women taking the lead. There's a lot you can learn from this current crisis to improve your leadership skills and the skills of those that you lead as well. I want you to ask yourself honestly, how prepared were you to handle this crisis? And for those of you who lead leaders, how prepared were your leaders to handle this crisis? Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. The last episode of Women Taking the Lead was a celebration of five years of the Women Taking the Lead podcast, and in that episode, I also covered some ways to begin to relieve the stress you are likely experiencing because of the COVID-19 pandemic. You are dealing with the work and lifestyle changes, as well as the uncertainty around your future health and finances. It's a lot. It's a lot, and for some of you, you need to face the fact that you're not going to have the same level of focus and productivity, not without making some changes. Stress weighs on you, and from what I've seen and talked about with my clients, most of the stress you experience goes unacknowledged. Try this experiment to see what I'm talking about. Time yourself walking or running a half a mile. Once you're finished, note your time and take your pulse. Notice the pace of your breathing and how much you're sweating if you are. And on a scale of 1 to 10, rate yourself on how you feel after doing that half mile. I also want you to note how long it takes for your heart rate and breathing to return to normal. Now, pick up a 15-pound weight and time yourself repeating whatever you just completed, the half-mile walk or the half-mile run. Do the same thing. Once you are finished, note your time and take your pulse. Notice the pace of your breath and how much you are sweating. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate yourself on how you feel this time. And notice how long it takes for your heart rate and breathing to return to normal. The difference between the first and second half-mile walk or run is the impact COVID-19 is having on you. It is like carrying around an extra 15 pounds on your shoulders. And yet, if you're like a lot of leaders I've been talking to lately, you're aghast at how tired and unfocused you are about midway through the day, maybe later in some days, depending on what's going on. But it's no wonder you're carrying extra weight around with you all day. That's what stress is. It's a weight. It's a burden on us. And it takes energy to carry around extra stress. But what if you've been training and conditioning yourself to carry around an extra 15 pounds all day, even if you didn't have to? That's what people who want to stay in peak physical shape do. They educate themselves, develop and train themselves to endure more physical stress than they would experience on a day-to-day basis. As a result, when they are required to do more physical labor, they perform better and recover more quickly than those who have not been training. The same goes for mental and emotional stress. 
If you have been educating, training, and developing yourself to handle more stress than you would typically encounter on a day-to-day basis, when something like a pandemic comes your way, you're better able to handle it. I'm now going to focus on leaders and the conditioning of leaders. There's a lot you can learn from this current crisis to improve your leadership skills and the skills of those that you lead as well. I want you to ask yourself honestly, how prepared were you to handle this crisis? And for those of you who lead leaders, how prepared were your leaders to handle this crisis? I hope once you've gotten past survival and recovery modes, you and your organization take the opportunity to analyze the performance of your leadership and identify where the gaps are so you can identify who needs more training and coaching. This is not to come from a place of judgment. We've all had our own leadership missteps as we were developing as leaders. The information I'm about to give is to make it easier to identify those who may be crying out for help but can't bring themselves to speak the words. That person might be you or someone you know. Here are some of the symptoms of a leader who is not prepared for a current crisis. They stop communicating. What this can look like is they ignore messages they found too overwhelming to deal with and only respond when prompted a second or third time. They also may not be responding because everything feels urgent and they are unable to rank what needs to be done in order of importance. Most leaders ready for a crisis will typically have a template response such as, I've received your email and I'm currently working on a plan to respond to our current situation. I will have more information for you by XYZ time, right? This at least lets the sender know their email was received and is important, if not the priority. A leader who's not ready for the crisis will typically just not respond to an email if, you know, they don't deem it to be important enough to respond to, or they are just too overwhelmed by what's being asked of them in the email. Another sign they've stopped communicating is they cancel or postpone important meetings rather than see the meeting as an opportunity to take the pulse of their people or to get everyone on the same page. A leader ready for a crisis knows the purpose and structure of the meeting may change, and and probably even the amount of time we spend in the meeting may change, but it's still important to connect with and reassure their people that steps are being taken, whether it's to, you know, based on the stage you are in the crisis, like assess the situation, come up with solutions, create a plan, or execute a plan. You could have a meeting for all four of those things, and there are other pieces of overcoming a crisis and follow-up that could also happen and be broke out, broken out into several meetings. Now, another symptom of a leader who's not prepared for a crisis is their communications become unclear. So for example, one message says we're meeting at this time, another message says something different. You know, procedures are being updated several times, but not everyone has the latest version. After reading a leader's email, you still might not be certain what's going on. And they may contradict themselves in the same conversation because they can't keep their thoughts straight, right? They're just overcome. Another symptom is they're disorganized. They can't find the email, the printout, or the glasses that are on their head, right? We've all been there. When the stress becomes too much, all of a sudden, we can't see what's right in front of us. 
Another example is these leaders may have an agenda for a meeting, but the meeting goes off the rails because they can't stay focused. Or they may start a conversation with, why were we meeting? Or what was I going to say to you? Another symptom is they're unprepared. It becomes apparent by what they are saying and doing that they didn't do the research, they didn't read the email, or they didn't read the manual. Whatever it was that they needed to do before this conversation did not get done, and they are not prepared to respond to questions, or they don't have the information that's required to move forward. Another sign of being unprepared is there's no agenda for the meeting, and it becomes clear that they're winging it. They also begin to make a lot of excuses. You know, these leaders know they're not fulfilling their role, and it may be that they cannot fulfill their role for whatever reason. However, instead of owning it and seeking help, they offer excuses for why it's not their fault. Now, this is a good segue to distinguish between an explanation and an excuse, because I see people become confused and sometimes get upset when they're receiving an an actual explanation rather than an excuse, because sometimes we need to know what happened. And in the telling of what happened, sometimes it's interpreted like, oh, this person's just making excuses. Well, I'm going to clear this up for you. An explanation is an accounting to make something clear. When a leader is providing an explanation, they are taking accountability and ownership. Taking accountability and ownership is not the same as taking blame. Typically, in this type of conversation, there's a discussion on how to prevent the same thing from happening in the future, or if it's something that cannot be prevented, because sometimes things really are out of our control. However, if it cannot be prevented, us they'll explain how in a similar situation, things will be handled differently in the future. A well-trained leader does not take things personally. They take responsibility or ownership of the solution, right? We're human and, you know, a lot of things are unpredictable. Things will go off the rails, but a leader will respond to that, right? They'll, they'll own it. They'll take responsibility. They'll take uh, accountability. They'll own the solution, right? These things will happen, but these types of leaders, they're trained, they're conditioned, they know how to respond, Now, an excuse may look similar to an explanation because it also assigns a reason. But when somebody is making an excuse, they are not taking ownership of the problem or the solution. You will know what you are getting is an excuse when the individual refuses to own the problem or the solution. There is an attitude of, it's not my fault. There's nothing I could do, you know. You know, there's this like hands in the air, shoulder shrug. Oh, well, you know, this happened. Couldn't control it. You know, that's an excuse. And here's what it'll sound like in real life. Two people are late for a meeting, both citing traffic on the highway as the reason for being late. The person giving an excuse might say, sorry, I'm late. The highway was backed up. Traffic. There might be a sigh, an eye roll, or a shoulder shrug, right? That's an excuse. The person giving an explanation might say, sorry, I'm late. The highway was backed up. In the future, I'm going to leave 15 minutes earlier to make sure I'm on time. A well-trained, conditioned leader does not assign blame. They own where they have power, 
and they take responsibility for it. You may not be able to control traffic on the highway, but you can control what time you leave to get to the meeting or wherever you need to go, right? That's the difference. And full disclosure, I'm not sitting here sparkling clean saying to myself, boy, these other people need to pull it together. In the past couple of weeks, I've seen these behaviors and I've had my moments too. I almost went into leading a meeting without a very clear agenda that had a purpose and expected outcomes. And another very gracious and well-trained leader gave me some kind counsel and direction. And we put the missing pieces in place and the meeting went well. In my own training as a leader, I've learned to let go of my ego and accept help when help is offered and needed. In that situation, I clearly needed support and I'm so grateful for it. If you've developed your leadership skills and mindset, you're likely feeling the change in your routine and recognizing that these are extraordinary times. Priorities need to shift and there's a lot of work to do, but for the most part, you're on top of things and getting a lot done. I will say before I sign off, these are extraordinary times. Be kind to yourself if you have found yourself not fully prepared to deal with everything that started coming at you recently. Take on the mentality of a well-trained conditioned leader. They would acknowledge that extraordinary events combined with a lack of preparation have given them their current results and state of being. They would then ask, what can I do to prepare should this happen again? What was missing? What needs to change? Who can help me? right? You might not be ready to do this assessment yet because you're still in survival mode. So do whatever it is you need to do to take care of yourself and seek help. If you are in survival mode, you need help, right? Don't try to go it alone. Don't try to isolate yourself. And by isolate, oh my God, that word has been thrown around so much. I don't mean, you know, don't isolate yourself if you're having symptoms of the coronavirus. What I mean is, if you need help, seek out help and ask for it. Don't try to be the lone wolf. That's where problems start. In next week's episode, I'm going to talk about some of those things that you can do to take on the mentality and continue to develop yourself as a well-trained, conditioned leader. And we're going to kick it off with self-awareness your self-awareness as a person and as a leader. How I create that with my clients is the Energy Leadership Assessment. If you would like to explore the Energy Leadership Assessment, you can go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash assessment to find out more and purchase it if that feels right for you at this time. Especially if you feel like you're stumbling as a leader right now and you just don't have a hold on things, it might be that feeling of, you know, I'm underwater and I'm just trying to get my head above water so I can breathe. This might be the perfect time to take the assessment. Um, and for those of you who are in leadership, I thank you for your contribution. We need well-trained leaders now more than ever. I hope this was of value to you. And here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. 
We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.